Hi there, I'm Jim. And I'm Claire. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G. Joining me for the new year, Dr. Claire LaMonica, our director. Hi, Claire. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're recording this uh, a week or two after New Year's. It is probably going to be, I'm not sure when it's going to actually air yet, because we have our big teaching and learning symposium later this week. Thursday. Thursday as we're recording this, so two days from now. And we're hoping to sit down with some of our colleagues from across campus. I'm going to kind of pounce on them in the hallway and and bring them into a special little room we're going to set up. And we may (laughs) be able to- probably explain to them what's going on. Yeah, I'll I'll pounce maybe a little (laughs) strong, but I will try to- I will try to lure them in there, and we'll talk a little bit about teaching and learning. Uh, but today, we're here uh, taking another trip to Claire's bookshelf. Yeah, my new favorite feature, and we can call it a feature now because we're doing it twice. Because this, this is the second time. Our second time. <laughs> so now so it's, it's a feature. It's, we yeah. have two it's data a points. Yeah, it's a tradition. <laughs> so we're taking another trip to Claire's bookshelf, and today we have three books. What do they have in common? Well, I'm I'm just looking at them sitting here on the desk, and I realized that they are all the same size, shape, <laughs> size well, and shape. And there's a so, and there's a ver- there's probably a reason for this. And uh, as we there get probably through is this. Yeah. they they have yeah. sort of a workbook look to them. Yeah, you know yeah. they're they're sort of eight and a half by eleven or a little yeah. bigger than that, and they're paperback, and each yeah. one is about an inch thick. You know, yeah. but um, but that's not you know that's just it just makes it easier makes it easier to find them on the shelf. Yeah, and they also <laughs> have a certain amount of utility to them. Uh, yeah. It, from a, uh, I need to do something next time I teach, and that's and that's that's the thing. The reason that I picked them to uh-huh. to talk about is that they all they are all books of techniques. Mm-hmm. So the, this is a book that you can pick up on Friday, take home with you over the weekend, and have something to do in your class on Monday. Mm-hmm. So uh, and a good reason for doing it. So right. that's that's sort of what they have in common. It's it's not like you know. Um, Bain, who's very philosophical, you know, mm-hmm. or, or you know, Bain. I guess what I would say Bain, who's descriptive, and and um, uh, Palmer, who's philosophical, right. and Fink, who's um, you know, t- all about design. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, these are hi. I can do this Monday morning. Okay, so um, let's run down the the titles and authors that we're talking about. Uh, but just so everyone knows, so you don't have to write all this stuff down right now, we will have this on our show page. And of course, some of these we've talked about on this podcast before because. Uh, they're ones we use all the they time. They come here. up. They come That's up. Right. We use they them all the time up. here at CTLT. Yeah. Take it away. What do we got? Okay. So the oldest one is um, it's sort of an oldie but goodie. It's Classroom Assessment Techniques: A Handbook for College Teachers. It's by Thomas A. Angelo and K. Patricia Cross. Uh, who endowed our cross chair in the scholarship of teaching. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the, the first one. Uh, the second one is called Student Engagement Techniques, a Handbook for College Faculty. Uh, it's by Elizabeth F. Barkley, who is um, a protege of uh, Patricia Cross's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it has an... Uh, it, it, I think it has a foreword um, by Patricia Cross. Um, yeah. And of, and, of course, so Dr. Barkley was here uh, for our symposium a couple that's of years right. ago. That's yeah. right. Dr. Barkley was our, was our keynote speaker a couple of years ago. Yeah. Very well received. Yes. Lots of lots of lots of really positive comments after right. her appearance. So yeah. that, was, that was nice. Um, the third book is also by Dr. Barkley, um, Elizabeth Barkley and Claire Howell Major, who I think is a protege of hers. I okay. think there's sort of a family tree evolving here. Yeah. Um, 
Um, it's called Learning Assessment Techniques, a Handbook for College Faculty. So it also has to do with assessment, but the take is a little bit different. Right. So um, these are these are, are good books to kind of look at when you're trying to figure something out. So, and and what exactly you're trying to figure out will determine if it's more of an assessment and what kind of assessment or more of an activity to actually... A, right, kind of a learning, you know, so yeah. am I, do I need to, you know, do I want students to, to learn something? Do I want to find out what they're learning? You know, what exactly do I want to find out? And it helps to know, to have those things in common. Each of the books has um, a sort of a... Uh, theoretical overview at the beginning mm -hmm. so an introduction to uh the topic mm -hmm. um assessment or engagement mm -hmm. um research-based uh so you know pretty nice scholarly pieces but very accessible very yes. readable for yeah. for the the lay person the person who's not an assessment or engagement expert mm -hmm. um and then each of them has um, sections devoted to specific activities that you can use in particular ways. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, for example, classroom assessment techniques. Okay, this is this is a classic, um, an oldie but goodie. The key to using this well mm -hmm. is knowing what it is that you want to assess. So the idea here is that these are techniques that you can use in your classroom to figure out how something is going. Okay. All right. So that something might be how your teaching is going. Right. You know, how is your how is your teaching being being received? It might be how is student learning going? Right. Are they mastering the knowledge and skills that you want them to? Mm -hmm. Some of it has to do with um, uh, um, thinking. It, uh, assessing student thinking, um, which is kind of like, whoa, how, how do I do that? Yeah. Um, assessing problem solving, um, assessing performance, um, but also, you know, okay, assessing attitudes, values, self-awareness, assessing um, reactions to teaching, which I said. So yeah. kind of some big categories. And the right. nice thing is you can kind of look at the um, table of contents and see the big categories. So you say, oh, man, I really need to find out whether students got that um, lesson on uh, cell division. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, how am I going to do that? And you can, that would be in the knowledge, you know, in sort of the student knowledge and skills section. And right. you can find right. a technique to use to assess if students understood that lesson. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular technique out of this book that you that you have used? Can you give us an example? Oh, of there are lots of them. But, can you know, and these are, these are like, these are the standards. These are the things that people throw around and just assume that everybody knows what they are. Okay. So if, if you're somebody who's standing there when somebody says, oh, I use one minute paper th for that. And you're and, thinking, yeah. I don't know what a one-minute paper is. Yeah. That's, it's in this book. So what is a one-minute paper? Yeah. Oh, a one-minute paper is um, you, you stop at the end of class. You stop a, you stop a minute, literally, or, or two minutes before the end of class. Mm -hmm. And you have students, you pose a question to students and have them write in response. Or it could also be, sometimes it's called the muddiest point. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you, it's this, your specific question is, um, 
what was the one thing that we, you know, what what was the thing that we talked about today that was most difficult for you to understand? Mm-hmm. Or you really need me to talk about some more? Um, sometimes you say, you know, well, what do you think the most important thing we learned in class today was? Right. Well, you get some really interesting responses to that, you know, because uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. you can sort of tell, oh, who was, who was tuned in and who mm-hmm. was, you know, who was not. Those are techniques that just get talked about all the time. Sure. And this book has about... 200 pages worth of it. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. It's got, yeah, it has 50 techniques. There you go. I just looked in the table of contents. There you so go. So 50, 50 different techniques for assessing uh, different different things. And then what you do with that information, that's kind of a step that's beyond this particular book. What you, How you actually make the adjustment then in your teaching uh, based on the based on what you've assessed. Uh, you know, the last section is called building on what we've learned. Oh, so well, there you um, go. <laughs> you know, yeah. what are the next steps in uh-huh. classroom assessment? So, yeah. you know, what now what? What am yeah. I going to do with this information? So that's right. kind of at the end, it sort of pulls things together. It does have that yeah. sort of guide for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what about our next book? Okay. The next book is called Student Engagement Techniques. Mm-hmm. This also has, uh, well, dozens of, mm-hmm. of specific sort of things you can do. Once again, you want to know what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. All right. So it has strategies for fostering motivation. It has strategies for promoting active learning. Mm-hmm. It has strategies for building community, you know, if that uh, strategies for ensuring that students are appropriately challenged. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to think about wh- what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? And then you can come to this and probably find find a strategy that will help you accomplish that particular so, thing. So the key word that you've used there that you didn't use with the other book is strategy. And I think that that's interesting mm-hmm. because uh, we're not trying to answer a particular question as far as how is this going or is this working or is this not working. But instead, you're actually trying – this is more about the delivery uh, of the learning, as it were, of the teaching and then the students, you know, being engaged in that process. I mean, that's yeah. why engagement And it title. does have, you yeah. know, it does have sort of I can do this Monday sort of things in it. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. So there's a um, – I just saw this in the – I just saw this as I was glancing over at the table of contents and I thought, oh – Boy, the next time I'm in the classroom, I totally need to read this. <laughs> this. Yeah. Here's one on reduce anonymity, learn students' names, and help students learn each other's names. Right. So right. that's under the building community right. section. Um, I'm terrible at learning students' mm-hmm. names. I, you mm-hmm. know, I use all kinds of draconian. You have to sit in the same seat, even like they're not going to anyway. But right. yeah. you know, for at least three weeks until I learn your names, and then you know, the last right. day of the three weeks, I'm right. still like, oh my gosh, who are you know? I can't remember those two people who sit in the back. What I find interesting about that example for, uh, uh, is that it is something that uh, really does help the learning community. It not only helps the students interact with each other, but it helps you as the instructor be more effective because you're you're able to relate to them on a first name basis and you remember right. their names and they're yeah. and they don't feel like they're just a commodity sitting there in a in a, in a chair. Um, well, and this is ultimately this is a book about engagement. It's yeah. a book about student engagement. And so the the first part is a conceptual framework for understanding student engagement. Mm-hmm. So you know, it really helps you understand what does it mean? What's the relationship we, between engagement and motivation? What's the mm-hmm. relationship between engagement and active learning? So if, if you feel like you're um if you feel like you're teaching a class where people just aren't 
engaging with you or with each other or with the content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this this gives you sort of some theoretical reasons why that might be happening, but it also gives you some concrete strategies mm-hmm. to use to help overcome that problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember reading this when I first, uh, around the time I first came to CTLT, you... Uh, <laughs> I probably gave it to you. Here, you, read this. <laughs> you 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 gave me a sizable portion of one shelf. I think I gave shelf. you a stack of books. Yeah. Yes, uh, to go through. And I and I and I skimmed through most of them. I, oh, I will that admit. Makes me happy. Uh, and and I've gone back to this. I should say um, this one in particular. When I do consultations with faculty members after a midterm chat, uh, this is one that I recommend to them. Hey, there are some things. This this thing yeah. that we discovered as part of the assessment, which was right. the midterm chat, the assessment of teaching, here are some things that you may want to consider looking at. Yeah. And we just and we do just what we're doing now. We look at the table of contents. Yeah. But I remember actually uh, the introductory section of this, which is about 40 pages or something like mm-hmm. that, really helped me understand what we meant by student engagement more because I always went into it with student engagement as, yeah, they turned in the homework. Yeah. <laughs> And that's not it. And, but you hear engagement, engagement, engagement yeah. all the time. We yeah. talk about that in, in teaching circles. And But what does it really mean? So I think that this, this breaks it down because it's also tied then to some concrete examples about how – what's st- concrete strategies right. about how do you actually achieve that. Right. So that's, right. that's why yeah. this book always gets me kind of excited. And it is a very – it is a – I like having options as a teacher. Yeah. So it is kind of an a, a la carte. Yeah, I'm going to order off the a la carte menu today, um, which is not to say we should probably pause for a moment here, which is not to say that you should not be planning ahead in your teaching oh, no. uh, and have a have a longer term view. We've talked <laughs> extensively about the syllabus and about some stuff about lesson plans and whatnot. Um, but it is this gives you the agility to you can still have those long term learning go- right. goals. But here you have the agility to actually make adjustments and try something a little bit new. Uh, or approach it from a different angle. Right, right. And I, and I think, you know, you could, you could actually use this very effectively as you were planning your course if you think, okay, so it, in this class it's going to be really important that we have a strong sense of learning community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really important that the students feel connected to each other, feel connected to me. Um, so I'm going to devote some time to developing that. And, oh, look, here's a whole list of strategies. I don't have to do the same thing over and over again. Right. So everybody's rolling their eyes and going, oh, gosh, she's, you know, building yeah. community again. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different right. options here that you could weave into your course yes. um, over the over the course of the first few weeks or well, maybe the whole semester. And, I mean, a perfect example is the icebreaker. How many icebreakers are students doing in the first week yeah. of class? <laughs> and then if you continue to do them, which some of us do uh, on yeah. occasion, because, again, we want them to get to know each other's names. But there is a there is a, a modicum of eye rolling going on uh, sometimes when I do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a good way to to, uh, to incorporate that through the through the breadth, length and breadth of your of your course. Right. So how about that third book? Okay. The third one, Learning Assessment Techniques. This is kind of interesting because this is, um, as I said, Elizabeth Barkley is a um, protege of um, of Patricia Cross's, mm-hmm. and she uh, refers explicitly to um, the K. Patricia and Thomas Angelo book about mm-hmm. um, classroom assessment techniques. Mm-hmm. Um in the introduction and says, you know, yeah, that's great. It's a classic. Um, I, but time has gone on. You know, we've learned some more stuff. So here's, uh, here is, here are some, here's some more. 
Here's right. here's some more. Right. And um, the thing I really like about this book is that it is um, organized around assessing um, the seven domains of learning identified by D. Fink mm-hmm. in his book about um, designing significant learning experiences. Okay. So D. Fink says that um, significant learning experiences fall into, basically, he has these seven domains. Mm-hmm. This gives you a way to assess those, even though some of them we sort of think of sometimes as being kind of touchy-feely. So, for example, mm-hmm. D. Fink has the caring domain. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times... We as university faculty are a little bit reluctant to write a course outcome that's something like um, students will learn to care about, you know, X. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, I mean, if you're teaching a music appreciation course, yeah, probably the main goal of that course is that students are going to come away right. with a greater appreciation for music. Right. But I think a lot of times people are like, yeah, but I can't assess that. Yeah. I can't tell if they really have a greater appreciation for music. Right. Um, but this offers some strategies for, yes, assessing that kind of learning. Yeah. And, and it's not, <laughs> sorry, to stress, it's not just within the humanities. I mean, you... Oh, no, no, um, no. I no. know I know there's a course on campus that is essentially about getting students to to care about chemistry. Yes. And getting students to, to, yeah. pre, to understand how it affects your life, yeah. really. Well, uh, in any entry-level chemistry course, yeah. you know, yeah. th- you want that to be you want that to be a learning outcome right. for that course. You right. want students to come away wanting to know more about chemistry. Right. Otherwise, that's the last chemistry course right. they're ever going to take and, you know, and in 2 years they're not going to be able to tell a mole from a molecule. Right. You know, right. so um what was the point? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. So it's not limited just to those of us who tend to teach in what may be considered more the touchy feely disciplines, right? Uh, right. So. No, any any discipline, any hard, yeah. you know, quote unquote hard science yeah. or whatever. Right. Right. Um, we also want students to, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ken Bain says caring comes first. If they don't care about what they're there to learn, sure. then they aren't going to learn it. Sure. So, um, in essence. In some ways, our first job in any course is to get students to care about the content. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yet, knowing whether we've done that is really, um, most of us just kind of scratch our heads and mm-hmm. go, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea whether they care more now than they did before. Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, hard um, techniques. I will tell you that... Um, uh, um, I've used this book in um, my workshop on course design, and um, it's very it, it's very prescriptive mm-hmm. to the point of um, you know there are steps in preparing for these strategies yeah. like you know um, copy the handouts. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh that, so it's that, yeah, yeah sure. and so I mean it's yeah. very it's very yeah. detailed. Yes. Um, which I think some people really appreciate, yeah. and some people are like, seriously, you thought you had to tell me to copy the handout? Yeah. So I've had both of those reactions in in workshops. Sure. Um, I have a great appreciation for this book, and I'm willing to a 
overlook that or B, ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not actually going to copy the handouts. I'm going to put this in the LMS, you know, or something like sure. that. I mean, sure. I, it's whatever. Right. Um, and that doesn't bother me at all. You know, and and I think and I don't think it would bother Elizabeth Barkley either. No, I don't think it would. And I think in student engagement techniques, her other book is is a little bit like that too. Uh, uh, some of the steps and whatnot. And I always got the impression that that from a very practical standpoint, if I had a graduate assistant that was helping me prepare this, you know, what? I would actually yes. need that stuff. So perfect. I think, so I think yes. some of that is in there because we realize that we're not the only ones that are preparing for our course. Right. Teaching-wise. Yeah. Right. So, a lot of times yeah. we have a team. There's a whole team involved in teaching this course. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, three great books to kind of um, uh, give you some new ideas or if you have a particular itch that needs to be scratched mm-hmm. or a particular question that needs to be answered or you just want to think of a different way of doing something. Something. Yeah. I, how can I? I'm so tired of doing X this way. I yeah. do it the same way every semester. I have the same icebreaker every semester. And now everybody in my department uses it. It right, used yeah. to be a great icebreaker, right. but now my students are doing it four times on the first day of class. Right. You know? Like I said before, I'm rolling. different. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so no, so, so it's a good way to kind of refresh and renew and, and whatnot as we, as we begin this new year. Uh, but it's also something, again, these are touchdowns that you can go back to throughout the, your teaching for the semester. Absolutely. Uh, anything else we need to know about these books? Uh, they are all available in, uh, well, they are all available in, in the CTLT Resource Commons. Oh, yes. Um, I say that with the caveat that um, Classroom Assessment Techniques is our most likely book to wander off. Yes. Um, so we go through, um, you know. Many we copies. Go, we go through many copies of this. It's a- so it's not always in the comments but um if we've replaced it recently it is it's a testament to how popular it really is yeah so there you go it is so Um, but they're all there and there are multiple other copies you know around the building so So you'll probably hear you know you can borrow one from somebody we can connect you and i know milner has all of these and milner has them yeah So, so they are available to you claire this has been great thank you so much thank you it's nice to be back And you've been listening to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology. You can go to ctlt.illinoisstate.edu, click on the podcast link. You'll find today's show page and past episodes you may want to listen to, including one where we talk about D. Fink's book. For Claire LaMonica and everyone here at the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, until we talk again, happy teaching. <laughs>